Test, test, test. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Let's get one thing straight. Men with brown hair, a mustache, probably a backwards hat, booty shorts, thigh tats, big nose, probably. Looks like he's nice to his mother. Wears Reebok sneakers. Will always do it for me. Always. And even before I see their face, if I can see a side profile with those features, that combo platter, that I immediately am going to eye you up and down and wait for you to look at me and to fall in love with me. I've realized lately I have a major God complex issue. Not quite sure what that means. I'm working on it uh, with my therapist. So we don't need to go into detail about that on here. You know, I think thinking every man that looks at me is in love with me might have something to do um, maybe with insecurities. But in all honesty, guys, I don't think I'm that insecure. I think that I just, um, I don't know, maybe I just think that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm better than, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to finish that. No, I'm not going to finish that. I do think that women are inherently better than men. And I am not wrong. I know when I'm wrong. And this statement is not one of those situations where I am in the wrong. So argue with the wall, I guess. Um, wow, great opening. I just had to really get that off my chest. I was really itching to tell you guys that. But, um, <clears throat> I really, uh, I, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. I, I just, maybe, maybe, you know what, maybe me, what's, what's the harm in me thinking that every man that talks to me is in love with me? What's the harm in that? It hurts no one, but maybe myself. So if I'm not harming anyone by thinking that, I don't see what the fucking issue is. Uh, if you're watching right now on YouTube, um, I'm going for the slicked back, not matching outfit uh, librarian look today. Uh, I am still recovering from this weekend. It was Halloween weekend, as the youths call it. I did a lot of drinking of alcoholic beverages. I actually, I drank, God, I'm going to sound like a fucking 18 year old when I say this. I drank uh, New Amsterdam, Pink Whitney, New Amsterdam uh, as my drink of choice. Delicious, might I add. My my friend got me on this drink. It's, it's Pink Whitney with... Um, I think it's strawberry watermelon Gatorade. Also, Gatorade it has been hitting different for me lately. I don't know why. When I was, you know, because whenever you're doing a mixed drink, you have to drink, like, a part of it so you can fit the rest of your alcohol in it. Whenever I was drinking the, the part of my Gatorade to fit the room for the Pink Whitney, I didn't want to stop. That shit is so good. When they say it, it quenches your thirst... They were not lying. They meant that with their chest, and that is not false advertising because, my good golly God, 
<laughs> it was so good. But yeah, that was my drink of choice. And and here's the thing. It's dangerous because you can't really taste the Pink Whitney in that combo. Kind of just tastes like a Jolly Rancher. And I was like, ah, I feel like I'm not feeling it's not I'm not feeling anything. I was drinking it as we were like getting ready. Uh, yeah, no. So I did something really smart that 22 year old grown adults should be doing. I put more Pink Whitney in it and I definitely should not have done that because I, um, I felt it. I sure as hell felt it uh, the next morning. I woke up raging headache. Just like, n- like nothing good was coming from that morning. But it was, it was very effective. It's also kind of cost effective as well, I would say. I'm definitely like a big high noon lady, as most bitches are. I am said bitches the lime let me tell you if you're over 21 or if you're not I'm not telling you this um the lime oh my god I think I just had a stroke the lime high noons fucking immaculate tastes like just a drink of hinted lime hinted water I'm you know what guys if give me a minute I'm 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 still getting my groove on. I'm still recovering. I <laughs> I slept from like 7 o'clock, 6.30, 7 o'clock last night until 9.30 this morning. 6.30 p.m. yesterday until 9.30 a.m. today. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I, I don't my therapist was excited therapy at 10 she was like well maybe like you probably just you know really had to catch up on sleep from this weekend which maybe but I also like slept in so much the days like the morning after I was drinking so it's not like I was you know lacking sleep because I made up for it like sleeping in until 1 p.m that next morning so I don't think that that was it I think I don't know if if society allowed it I probably could go back to sleep and if I didn't have shit to do I could probably go back to sleep right now and it is 12.07 so I don't know there there might be something wrong with me I think I probably have some kind of deficiency I don't eat meat I probably don't have enough protein in my body period I probably lack about 50 nutrients uh I don't know that's that's a conversation for later that I probably will not address to my doctor. Anywho, uh, so yeah, this weekend was Hello Weekend. I was, on Friday, I was Princess Diana in her, re- like, iconic revenge dress after she found out her husband had sexual relations with another woman. So everyone kind of has coined the term. Uh, it was her first outing since that news had gotten out, and it's like this black off the shoulder cleavage ish dress um and it's just like super iconic and um I was that it was really fun and then my next one was um oh I was a 1950s housewife 
killer. So if you can, if you're following, my theme was definitely uh, fuck men. And you know, want to know what? I came up with those ideas before Taylor Swift came out with her new album, Midnight's, and which we will dive into. Um, which uh, there's two songs on the album that perfectly f- coordinate with my costumes. It was for the Diana costume. It's the revenge dress, and one of Taylor's songs says. Um, the lyric is, I don't dress for women. I don't dress for men. Lately, I've been dressing for revenge. So I really thought that was, a, I was like, bingo bongo. There's my Instagram caption right then and there. Thank you, Taylor. And then my second costume, the 1950s housewife killer. Um, she, her lyric in um, Lavender Haze says, the 1950s shit they want from me and I was like holy shit the night and then my caption was the 1950s shit he wanted from me with a rolling my eyes emoji because he wanted me to be a housewife I don't want to be a fucking housewife so I killed him (laughs) it's sound logic so uh yeah that was uh that was really fun um and my my hangover oh no please don't do that my hangover was not as bad the the next morning, aka yesterday morning. Yeah, because it is Monday and happy Halloween. Those you guys are gonna be listening to this tomorrow. Cause I like to push off things to the very last minute. And uh so yeah, you'll be listening to this tomorrow. So I hope you guys had a good Halloween. I will be sprinting to Kroger or Walmart and getting the clearance Halloween candy stocking up on that because I have a little candy jar that my friends love to raid it's really for them I don't really eat from it that much so that's what it's there for because I like to treat my friends with kindness as Harry Styles likes to say but in terms of Halloween I used to not be a big Halloweener Halloweeny lover until I got a group of friends and I actually was able to dress up and have plans. So for the first kind of like two years of college, I didn't really, you know, appreciate Halloween for all that it is. All the all the acceptable sluttiness that Halloween provides for us. And with that being said, I think Halloween, I know I said that fall is the horniest time of year, but I, I think that in, in Halloween does take place in fall but I think the reason why fall is so horny is partly because of Halloween you're allowed to wear just like fishnets underwear a bra and like a kimono and call it an outfit and that is actually an outfit for right when you're about to get very intimate with someone else and you can call it a costume and go out to the bars that sounds like a great time to me. I don't I, I think that having <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. I'm so sorry. I'm like I have so much drainage going on. I can't even tell you how many how many loogies I've coughed up within the last like 5 days. So much mucus. I don't know how I don't know how it can accumulate so much. <sighs> 
what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I, I just, whenever I was out with the bars and I was in my cute little outfits, and so were all my friends. All my friends looked slutty as hell, of course, as we all should on Halloween. I was looking around, and you want to know what? Men don't dress slutty enough for Halloween. I, and I think it might have something to do with the patriarchy that they have created. Because it's like, why can't men also, like, dress in a Speedo with a, with a tutu and nipple pasties and go out to the bars and call that a costume? I don't think it's very fair. And I do feel bad for them that they aren't doing that enough. But I need them to step it the fuck up. I need men to start getting sluttier with their costumes. I want to see ass. I want to see thighs. I want to see those thigh tats that I loved so much. I want you guys to get a, I want. I want the mustache with some, some thigh tats, booty shorts, five-inch seam shorts from Lululemon, and say, I'm. my costume is Lily Fry's to-do list. Why isn't that everyone's costume? Riddle me that, my dudes, because I love seeing women just in their sluttiest eras on Halloween. But men, I want to see men dress a little slutty too. I want them to be little whores. I want men to channel their inner strippers because I know they can do it. I know they have it in them. They're just not doing it. They're not full sending it. And I and I want more of it. I saw no men in slutty costumes this year. And you want to know what? That was a an extreme disappointment. That was a letdown. And I am extremely disappointed in, in the male species. We get to dress slutty to the high heavens. We get to be strippers and, and half naked on Halloween. And I love it. It's so amazing. It's, it's the best day of the year. And it's socially acceptable to wear a bra and underwear in a little mesh dress over top of it and call it a costume. But why aren't the men partaking in the absolute sex appeal nature that Halloween is? There's such a potential for them to to really give it give it their all. And I saw no ass cheeks. I saw I saw no booty shorts. I saw I saw no arms. I know, oh, I want to dress for, for practicality. I want to dress for this. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be cold. Shut up. You men used to go to war. Men used to go to war, and now you're complaining about how cold it is outside on Halloween when you could be dressed as a little slut like us. But no, you're sitting there complaining about how you're cold and how you want to dress for Halloween for practicality and not sex reasons. Stop complaining. We're going to send you off to war. Okay? It's always, oh, oh, men used to, men used to go to war and fight and be dudes. Okay, so why are you dressing for practicality? Stop being a little bitch and dress like a little slut. What's so wrong with that? It's really fucked up. It's like, oh, I don't know how women do it. You could do it too. Yeah, it's not fun whenever you're shivering and your body is 
crashing down, which is what happened to me when I was walking home after the bars on Saturday. But it was worth it because I looked cute as hell and I knew it. And I think there's such an opportunity for men to dress like a little, like a little slut, like a little sexy maid, a man. Oh my God. If there were, if, (laughs) if I saw a man dressed in one of those like little, uh, slutty maid costumes, I think I'd start, I'd do a cartwheel. I'd do a back handspring. I don't even know how to do one of those. Could you imagine? I think I'd lose my goddamn mind if I saw a man dressed in one of those little sexy maid costumes. That would, that would, like, here, here, here it is. Black spandex shorts. And then, no, I don't want to see no, I don't want to see no, no basketball shorts. No, I want the, the tight black compression shorts and one of those little maid you can just find one on amazon get an extra large and then put one of those little maid things in your hair and get a little feather duster and you're coming home with me leave it on when you get back to my place because that'll do it for me especially if you have oh my god i gotta we gotta change topics (laughs) we gotta change topics um it's something i've wanted to talk about for a little while now on the pod because it's such a recurring thing in my life and all my friends know it I firmly believe that there should be no such thing as too much information we live our lives on the internet sharing everything so why can't I do that within the people I'm around with physically it's like, oh, whoa, you're, you know, you're oversharing. You're giving too much. Why? Let me give you an example. When I take a shit, there's at least one of my friends that know exactly how it happened. And if it was, if it was one that was just absolutely biohazardous and, and probably toxic to most of humanity, they're going to know it. I'm going to give it, I'm going to, I'm going to, tell my friends in great detail how it how it looked how it smelled the size the color all of it and I'm giving it unsolicitedly I'm not giving them a warning I'm I'm not saying all TMI but no I'm letting them know exactly how bad my shit was and this goes in this goes for other scenarios as well I give such detail such great detail of my most intimate moments like taking a shit or sex and they've just become used to it at this point they have understood that okay lily's about to tell a story and she is not going to hold anything back and i think that's how we should all be why do i have to okay well here's the thing i hold back a little bit on here because I would like to have a job at some point in my life and also I would like to continue to have respect from my mother because she listens to this sometimes and so does my sister so I'm not going to tell the world in great detail of of 
times where I am not clothed. But just know that my friends get the absolute most vulgar details about things that they should probably and don't want to know. And I will never apologize for it. It's funny because it's like they'll talk about something uh, in such detail as I do. But then and I'll be like, oh, my God, like, come on. And they're like, that's that that is what is going to make you say that you tell us in great detail of the most vulgar things that happen in your life. And you're going to and you're going to say that to me. And I'm like, yeah, because it's different when it comes out of my mouth. It really isn't, though. Like, I have said, and it's funny because sometimes whenever I'm, you know, doing that debrief after the weekend, ladies, you all know what I'm talking about, the morning debriefs, after you have, you know, the morning afters of going out, um, I still say, like, TMI, but, which I don't believe in, but TMI, it happens every single time. I like to give them some kind of warning, especially if, you know, we're in public somewhere and we're doing a debrief, but sometimes I like to give a little a little trigger warning when I'm about to say some pretty detailed things. But at the end of the day, I just think that oversharing is not necessary. I think it needs to be abolished. And I think crossing the line also goes for that as well. Obviously, to a certain fucking extent you guys should know this by now you know crossing the line in terms of like serious matters like I'm not gonna sit here and and cross the line talking about things that I I can't talk about if you're smelling what I'm stepping in but that goes without saying I'm talking about crossing the line like I'm gonna cross the line when it comes to you know saying shit that everyone's thinking um, I can't give a specific detail because once again, I would really like to have a job one day, but just know if you're one of my friends listening, you get it. Okay. If you're on my private story on Snapchat, you get it. Okay. I just, I rarely hold anything back. And if it gets a laugh out of someone, then I don't regret it. And that's just become that's just become my personality and who I am and I will not apologize for it ever in my life and I think that's okay and I think it's pretty brave of me to say this so oh my gosh did you guys just hear my stomach I have yet to eat anything today and I haven't eaten anything since like 5 30 yesterday so I should probably do that soon huh um what else what else what else there was something else I wanted to say um oh in terms of like going maybe crossing the line a little bit I'm gonna say something that should not be taken seriously but should be taken very seriously I think we need to bring back bullying now take this as you will obviously you know here here let me say my piece okay let me explain where I'm coming from there are people in this world that need to be bullied a little bit And ever since, you know, in elementary school and middle school, it's always, you know, this bullying prevention program. Obviously, you know, bullying to a certain extent is not okay. However, I think that we have really 
it, we can see it in the younger generations that they haven't been bullied, haven't, you know, gotten picked on a little bit. It makes you stronger, I believe. I've gotten bullied, um, you know, a little playful bullying, a little, you know, a little picked on. Like whenever a little kid's being a brat, rat on them a little bit. Shake them up because we're, we're letting them get away with too much shit. And now they're these little privi- privileged little pricks and they think they're better than everyone else. Go on TikTok and go on this younger on like anyone from the ages of like 13 and 17, 18 is just the worst form of human being. They aren't getting bullied. They aren't getting, you know, humbled. People need to start humbling them. I have my closest friend is the only reason I remain humbled and with thick skin. And that those are the those are the best kind of relationships, I believe. She is my best friend and she tells me how it is and she will bully me every once in a while and will post things that I wish were not posted of me, very embarrassing pictures. But you want to know what at the end of the day it's does it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and I'm not promoting bullying but I am saying that we need to start humbling those who need humbled even people my age there are men out there I'm all for bullying men uh, that deserve it obviously like men who think who are so arrogant and just like this macho dude like I don't give a fuck kind of guy bully him I'm telling you right now, he needs to be bullied. And you could say it's from me. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, you're not like, you're not better than everyone. And there's just no reason that you need to be giving out this energy. You can tell when someone didn't get any kind of, um, like, wasn't reprimanded for their actions whenever they were younger. There are at least three people in my head right now that I can definitely tell you were not bullied and or disciplined for their actions growing up and it shows it shows in the way they treat people and it shows in their everyday behavior they think here's some clear indicators of how you can tell if someone was not bullied and or disciplined by their parents for their actions. One, they think they're better than everyone else. Two, they treat their girlfriends or significant others and or friends like absolute garbage. Three, I don't know. They probably think that they're just better than everyone else. And here's the thing. Here's the difference. There's a difference between men and women doing this. Okay. Men doing this, bully them. Women doing this, don't bully them but don't be friends with them. And I will not justify my rationing, my, my rationale for that because I know it might not make sense, but just take it. Take my advice, digest it, swallow it, shit it out, and learn it. <clears throat> Anyone know how to get rid of all this mucus that I've built up in my clavicle, my jugular right now? My clavicle. That doesn't make any sense. But... <sighs> I think that people who do you dirty, you're allowed to bully them. There's a difference between bullying and harassing. 
We don't harass people. We just bully them. We make fun of them a little bit. We tear them down a little bit because they tore you down. It's a tit for tat. And that's just the way the world works. If you're going to you're gonna tear someone down, it's only fair that you get tore down by them. Or karma and you get tore down by someone else. Because like Taylor Swift has said, karma is real. Karma is my boyfriend. And karma is a god. And karma is a cat purring on my lap because it loves me. So, if she said it, it's real and true. So, I think that there should be no limitations for people, men specifically, who have did you dirty or, and or who have bullied you. I think that it's only fair that you, you, you give it to them back one way or another. For example, whenever I was younger in high school, I had um, hung out with this guy for the slight slight moment that I was actually single in high school for a, for a hot minute. I was hanging out with this guy and um, we had fornicated and like it, he was kind of within the friend group I was in and I had heard a little rumor that he said I was, he said, having sex with me was charity work. And that, from that point forward, I was in my villain era. Oh shit, I have a meeting, so I am going to pause this right now. Anyways, sorry about that, guys. I had to take a quick pause to have my, I had a meeting with my boss for my internship, but anyways, I was discussing my origins of my villain era. That moment, whenever he had said that, I knew right then and there that I was going to forever have a vendetta out against every man I've ever met. It was actually kind of the first time that I had ever, you know, done anything with a guy I wasn't with. So that just really put a great taste in my mouth for the rest of my life. Um, so yeah, he said he said doing that was charity work, which really at the end of the day, it was charity work for me because if you guys saw what I had to deal with, you would have said you would feel bad for me. But I'm past it now. If it had just happened, then I would, I'd probably, you know, destroy him a little bit more, humble him a little bit. But it was in that moment that I knew that I was done being nice. (laughs) I was done being nice to men who were going to be mean to me. So hopefully karma's got him because I didn't really do much. I was just like, I was, it was in that moment, man. I was also like in high school within the friend group. Everyone knew, everyone heard. I was like, all right, how am I going to deal with this? What are we going to do? And then I told everyone that I knew that his dick was a micropenis. Because I wasn't lying. So, quick shift in topics. 
Midnight's by Taylor Swift. How are we how are we feeling about that? I'm feeling like I love it. Here's the thing. I recently got a notification on Spotify and it was like, you are a part of the 1% listeners of Taylor Swift's Midnight's album. I was like, that sounds about right. I'm surprised I wasn't like 0.001 because it's literally all I have listened to on repeat all the time. If I'm in my home and nothing is playing on the TV, I'm listening to Midnight's. If I have my headphones in, I'm listening to Midnight's. I think right now my favorite songs are... Anytime Sweet Nothing comes on, I cry a little bit just because I picture how perfect Taylor and her boyfriend Joe are for each other and it makes me cry a little bit because I just, I, I talk about Taylor as if I've known her and she's known me our entire lives. Like all I want for her is to be happy. And so when she writes this song, actually they wrote it together. That's why I think I, makes me want to sob so much is because I just love them more than anything in this entire world and they're just so perfect for each other. Um, anyways, so Sweet Nothing is really great. Karma, so fucking good. God damn. She put crack in that song because I cannot stop listening to it. Anytime that song comes on, repeat. Repeat button. Pressed so quickly. Vigilante shit, really fucking great also. Um, I, if I listen to that song too much, I, my ego and God complex shoots through the fucking sky so I can't listen to it too much because then I think I am inherently and forever better than any man on the planet. So I can't listen to it too much. Otherwise, it gets I, I we enter dangerous, dangerous territory. Um, and Lavender Haze, also so good. She put major crack in that song too. Like, if you're going to listen to any of the songs, listen to Lavender Haze because I guarantee you're going to think it's catchy and you're going to like it. Um, what else did she, unpopular opinion, I really like Glitch. I'm going to be honest, if, if any of you have listened to the album and are, and or are Taylor Swift fans, if you're a Swifty, um, like, I haven't heard anyone talking about Glitch. It's so good. Also, Paris is really, really good as well. And we don't talk about it enough. We're talking about Lavender Haze and Antihero and blah, 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 which great songs. But those are like the ones that everyone's talking about. Let's talk about the ones that no one's talking about, a.k.a. Glitch and Maroon. Okay? No one's talking about Sweet Nothings either. That song is so good. It's so cute. Just the sheer thought. And I've also seen a theory that Joe wrote the chorus of it. AKA, you're in the kitchen humming. I'll take their push and shove in. All that you ever wanted from me was sweet nothing. Are you? <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you fucking with me right now? Because if he wrote that about her, which would make sense, because someone said that it's very, like, British of people to do, like, the IN, like, push in, uh, or, like, shove in. It says push and shovin. I'll take their push and shovin, which is a British thing to say. And then humming instead of saying like the ing. It's a very British thing to do that. So just the sheer thought of like maybe possibly he wrote that chorus makes me shatter in my core. I just, I want a relationship like they do. And the more songs we get about their relationship, the more we find out that like 
Taylor is kind of like this self-sabotaging person, which me too, babe. But she's like, she like tried to break up with him and he was just like, no, no. Like, what do you think Cornelia Street's about, guys? Afterglow? Come on. Bessie really, she really was like, hey, they're all talking shit about me. I think we should break up. He's like, no, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, even in Midnight Songs, uh, it's, it's they're talking about my history, but you weren't even listening. Talking about my history, but you weren't even listening. <laughs> like, a Lavender Haze, oh my god. Holy shit. That song is so good. And, like, I know that there's going to be more music videos for the album and i'm pretty sure the next one is lavender haze also let's before i even finish that sentence let's talk about the bejeweled music video because there is so many easter eggs in that goddamn song we know she hasn't verbally said it but speak now taylor's version is coming out next for the re-recorded albums it's basically confirmed she hasn't physically said it but if you watch the music video and you analyze it even just more than once, you know that Speak Now is coming out next. And that sheer thought of hearing 32-year-old Taylor singing Dear John, like that in my core, in my heart, and in my soul makes, like I, I, I don't know guys. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm so serious. I am. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do listening to that. After, especially after we listened to would've, could've, should've. The absolute anarchy that she imposed on John Mayer, as she should. Living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts. Give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. Are you joking me? She made Dear John sound like a fucking lullaby compared to what it could have, should have. My fucking God. Like, hello, grooming. Holy shit. Holy shit balls. Oh my God. I just, God damn. I don't really have many other friends who are like diehard Swifties like I am. So my non-Swifty friends have to just like listen to me talk about all these like over analyzations of her songs and of music videos and stuff and I'm sure they don't love it because they can't relate but <clears throat> but I but you guys are gonna have to listen to it unless you've already clicked off because you're like I don't want to listen to Lily talk about Taylor Swift which fair enough but um god damn she's just like, I can't even, I want to dedicate a whole episode of me talking about her and how much I love her and how much of a genuine musical genius genius she is and her work and her work ethic and all the shit that she's gone through and, and like, how amazing she is in, in terms of even, like, marketing and public relations and getting, like, her message across and then not even, like, touching on the fact that, like, how incredibly successful she's been and honestly kind of like a short amount of time in the grand scheme of things I can't even talk about it because it I, I like can't wrap my head around it 
I've been a fan of her for so long that I can't physically put into words the love and appreciation I have for her. Even like affection aside, just her as an artist and as like a businesswoman, fucking amazing. Goddamn genius. And like, I just feel like her as a woman in this industry, she has set such a great example for like future generations because of all that she has done out of the norm I mean like switching genres and having like each of their eras like she I'm convinced created these like musical eras because it's like there's distinct themes for each one she has different aesthetics for each one like fearless in 1989 completely different fearless she had her curly hair in this specific style 1989 she had the bob with the matching outfits or like the the um matching like top and bottom and there's just like she knows how to market herself in a way that is still being true to herself and I don't know how the fuck she does it she didn't go to college she doesn't so she doesn't know like the textbook way to like market yourself she's just fucking smart (laughs) she's she's a she's a goddamn genius and I know I'm not wrong you guys know when you guys know that I know when I'm wrong and I know I'm not wrong right now and like regardless of if you like her music or not you have to admit that she's a genius when it comes to being a businesswoman and knowing how to write a damn good song. I know once in your life you have sung along to We Are Never Getting Back Together or 22. I know that you have because you want to know why? Because the songs are goddamn catchy and you're going to sing along to them because she's a fucking genius. She knows how to write a good song. And we don't also talk about how... She has these songs that everyone knows, but everyone doesn't know the immaculate writability, if that's how you want to say it, that is hoax or champagne problems. The ones that not the majority, not the masses know about, but only we know about it. We as in Swifties, the diehards, the loyals like the the mass the masses don't know about long live or haunted and and we just they just don't get it so whenever I sit here and I say how great of a songwriter she is they're like oh she only writes about her boyfriends and this and that all the misogynistic things that people always say or her songs you know yeah they're catchy but they're not like that great no it's only because you know her like pop radio songs delicate and 22 and we are never getting back together and love story all great songs but you you don't know like the the level of songwriting that she has that like 22 versus uh sad beautiful tragic two complete different types of songwriting and but only everyone knows 22 and 22 yeah it's catchy but it has nowhere near the level of detail and amazing songwriting that sad beautiful tragic does and and you want to know what the closest that we've ever gotten to getting like a popular radio song that really truly shows her songwriting skills is cardigan that was like her only song i feel like she's ever released 
that genuinely shows how complex and detailed her songwriting can get I'm going on a tangent and I knew I wouldn't I said I wasn't going to because it sends me into a spiral and I can't stop but here I am forcing all of you to I'm not forcing you to but I'm making you all listen to my thesis statement on why Taylor Swift is the top five best artists of all time and it's really hard for me to prove that because I don't have all the numbers in front of me right now. But statistically, I genuinely think that she is. Like, she's up there with, like, the Beatles and Michael Jackson and fucking um, Beyonce. Like, in just, even in just terms of, like, success-wise. And there's a reason why she's so successful because she's good at what she does. You heard? So that's all I have for today, guys just lots of ranting about men in slutty costumes and how we need to see it more often and how fucking oversharing should not be a thing just say just say how you mean it say what happened don't hold anything back okay i want to hear in great detail of your hookup please tell me I want to hear about your medically concerning shit that you just took, okay? And I want to talk about how Midnight's is a fucking stellar album and Taylor Swift is the greatest artist of all time. So, yeah, that's it for today. Thank you guys for listening. And if you want, you can follow the pod on Instagram at argue with the wall, but the width is a W. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching, hello. Um, you can follow the pod even on wherever you're streaming this right now if you're not watching. You can rate it as well, preferably five stars. If not, uh, that's all right. I get it. <laughs> if you're a Taylor Swift hater, uh, please just stop listening to this podcast. I want no Taylor Swift haters in anywhere in my vicinity. Okay? All right. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys next week. Love you. Bye!